0: Hi, this is Krillin, and this is Osop We have very similar voices, except my voice
1: hurts more than this one And you're listening to The Geek Show distant galaxy far far away the Disney princesses were enjoying the shared rights of the Star Wars franchises by having a cake party on the holodeck George Lucas wept in his grave which of which he had died of a heart attack upon seeing the initial scripts and continued to decompose the world was still somehow happier with that morbid and weird introduction we are of course listening to the geek show
2: <laughs> the Disney princesses had a keg party.
1: Cake party on the hot They could have a cake party if they I really was wanted say, to. I don't know. That's a bit Alan Moore, isn't it? Kind of going, yeah. what would happen when the Disney princesses were in their late 20s? And had a keg party. <laughs> Princess University. Snow White. St- oh, Sleeping Beauty stayed in all day and didn't attend any of her lectures, while Snow White just put, was turned out for having too much makeup.
2: No, Snow White. Uh, yeah, Snow White. No, Sleeping Beauty was just kind of, you know, she was baked. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she was always sleeping.
1: Oh, uh, and <laughs> Belle would be ostracized for joining the fourth fairy community.
2: <laughs> did, uh, 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 oh, Harry. Let's just get it. Yeah. There's the lie. We should totally... There's right th- the we should totally ri- and what? there's Harry I, disappearing the over line? the horizon. What's wrong there? <laughs> Aside from the fact she marries the beast.
1: Yeah, while well, he's human.
2: So, we, so oh. we're told, oh, show me
1: proof... also you say that like twilight hasn't done weirder twilight's done much weirder twilight has done much much weirder there's werewolves crushing on newly born infants and what vaginal mutilation and are we allowed to say that (laughs) i i don't know we just did (laughs) that's that's my argument uh, well, uh, that's sa- your excuse to Scientific, and sticking scientific with it. term, and you know, cartoon violence is allowed, so mutilation, that's totally a thing. So I've been playing Firefall. Let's change topics for a bit while Rob sets everything up. Yes. Uh, I actually got in, I'm in the Firefall beta, and I finally got to play it for the first time yesterday. I mean, earlier today. It's really nice. I, I don't know if I'm sold on the game just yet, though, but the thing is that it's hard to be sold on Firefall considering it's free to, free to play. So i may not need to be sold that hard uh but i'm I'm in i'm in the beta right now and oh you i'm enjoying it the roaming is great just because you have these these jet boots and so you can glide from location to location and it's really nice and the enemy design is good and the voice acting is delicious uh yeah i'm enjoying it i'm looking forward to playing more of it this evening oh and you can multi-class God, there is not enough multi-classing going on these days. There's too many static roles. But because your class is defined by your armor suit, you can just change armor suits. And so you can be whatever you want to be. You don't need to make alternate characters and get them to stupid levels. Which, you know, is the main problem with World of Warcraft at this stage. Now that there is 90 levels to climb to before you can join your friends with a new alt. Not one, but 90. Not one, but 90. And... And the only really enjoyable parts of WoW nowadays that you don't try and skip through are the starting areas and the endgame content. I know the mid-content is good and interesting and lovely, but good lord, there is too much of it for me to enjoy and still get into raiding any time this year. Yes. Yes. So, welcome, Frank, from that Rant of the Geek show. I think we've all set up. I've got my sheet in front of me now, so I know what we're doing. Today we're doing Ho Ho Ho. Yes. Uh, the flip to last week. Last week, you'll remembered we did Bar Humbug, where we said, Christmas specials and why we hate them. And this week is Christmas specials and why we love them.
2: Yes, a uh, quick hello to Tucky and MG Dawson, who apparently are having audio issues. So, hurry, give me two seconds
1: to check this. Okay. Oh, alright, sweet, you've got to listen to me for a few minutes. So, I've been playing Mr. Pandaria, and I've got some thoughts going on. Uh, number one, i hope people actually play World of Warcraft, or this is going to get weird, but... It's, it's the thing, they're forcing you to play the game. Which sounds weird, but basically, uh, what's happened is... Pandaria is so full of daily quests. Like, quests you have to do every single day, in order to get rep points up. And they're repeated, and they're all the same, and they're so repetitive. And in some cases... I, I mean, I've been playing uh, Panda- Mr. Pandaria since the expansion came out, since the very beginning. And it was only last week I actually got enough uh, reputation points with the August Celestials to be able to buy the bag recipe I wanted to be able to make bags, because I'm a tailor. It took, It took two months! It took two months of daily quests and grinds and horror and atrocities... And the only the last few steps were only because they've just released uh, an insignia you can buy from the rep groups. Wherein, if you're at revered or higher, you can get double rep bonuses on all your characters uh, with these people. Which I'm very thankful for, but at the same time, it's still going to take bloody ages. Uh, so, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it... Is it wrong for developers to try and m- force you to play their games? Because I was all up for it at first. Cause people do skip a lot of WoW content. And I, I played through all of Cataclysm from release, and I loved it. I really loved everything as it came, and they released new things. and you know, Taking it as it comes with WoW is actually a really nice way to do it. And they're focusing on releasing very regular content for Mr. Pandaria. Uh, so I, I can see why they're trying to make me play it, but at the same time I'd like to be able to play it at a more relaxed pace. I don't know. What do you guys think? Have you ever been forced to play a game by the way it's laid out and designed? Yes. And did it? Did it? Did it uh, annoy you? How well, you, being forced to by the by the design methods.
2: Well, uh, I was uh, uh, basically the game was I was in this cube and I had to solve all these puzzles, otherwise I would die. Or did I dream that?
1: Was that the Canadian horror film Cube?
2: Yeah, I might have watched it and then had a dream where I was actually in the cube.
1: Well, you don't want to do that. Oh, th- <laughs> By the way, guys, Cube, the Canadian horror film, is actually a very good horror film. Oh, yeah. It's it's really... The budgets, they used it wisely. Basically, they've only got, like, one room. But the room, they, they managed to reuse it in a really clever manner. And it's it's nice, and it's pretty, and booting is a great idea. And it's,
2: it's basically like the uh, Crystal Maze.
1: Oh, yeah, the Crystal Maze of Doom. Yes. It's... it's Yes, it's a horror version of the Crystal Maze, and there's, like, maths in it, and there's, like, face melting, and... Yes.
2: It's cool. MG says, uh, yes, Star Trek Online does, to an extent, and now rushes rushes levelling, oh. in answer to your question. Okay. Yes. Well, I know that... Oh, actually, I didn't yeah, I like kn- Star Trek Online. Oh, really? I tried it. I didn't like it.
1: A friend of mine, uh, Mizzy, has been saying that... Uh, she likes it, but she's feeling stale on it because she can't role-play to the degree she wants to. No, she's role-playing a lot on it.
2: No, Uh, Uh, Tucky, no, Philip Schofield wasn't there, thankfully. Oh, my God, thank God he wasn't there. There was no sign of Gordon the Gopher either. What? Um, Yeah, in the cube.
1: Oh. Yes. uh, Oh, are we talking about cube? the um, The The cube. The the British. Yes. Game show, yes, yeah, uh, no, no, in the in the British game which, show, the Cube,
2: which reckons it's the hardest game show ever.
1: <sighs> have they seen Takeshi's Castle?
2: No. Have they seen the Krypton Factor? We actually used to have the toughest game show in the world in this country. Oh called wow! The Krypton yeah. Factor. actually,
1: a good point. That was quite uh, mentally intensive. Not just mentally, physically and physically I mean, intensive. You that was you actually the main point. Had to
2: complete a military assault course. Mm.
1: How many people actually won the Krypton Factor? Because I know that the thing about Takeshi's Castle is that there's been three winners or something.
2: Yeah, no, Krypton Factor, people used to win. You know, it was possible to win the Krypton Factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, you uh, if you beat everybody, if you beat your opponents at the Krypton Factor, that was only the first stage. Then you had to take on, you know, the other champions. And then you had to take on the champions of champions. And ultimately, you could be the grand champion of the Krypton Factor and if you were the grand champion of the Krypton Factor, then it, it was actually an achievement. You'd earned something. You'd proven that you were better and smarter and faster and stronger than every other person who'd been on that show.
1: That's pretty awesome. I mean, oh, there's also the Japanese series Ninja Warrior, which is intense. It's ah, oh, it's it's a lot like um, what's it called? Total wipeout. It's like Total Wipeout, but it? actually not stupid. What uh, is Ninja it? Warrior? The Japanese series. Uh,
2: Ninja Warrior is. Uh, it's
1: hardcore uh, athletics. Yeah. It's, oh God. It's one of those that. Uh, you've got people like Cusco scaling big like shafts, and you've got jumping over like ravines. It's it's, it's Are you laughing at the word shaft? Yes. seriously.
2: <laughs> no scaling big shafts. Scaling the shafts—a
1: massive accomplishment. Uh, it, it, it was an interesting program to watch. I have to say. Uh, <laughs> I'll no, come on now. I'm being serious.
2: Uh, anyway, um, digging tucking, a hole. Yeah, digging a hole. MG says uh, everything's now focused on a grind, uh, uh, grindy end game. He's right, it is. Everything is focused on the grindy endgame.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, the thing, the benefit, I suppose, of Pandaria is that now Blizzard are re- releasing new content with every patch, like new quests, like Domination Points just been released. And we've got three raids. We've got three raids already, and it's really early in. And, you know, there's a lot to do, and I really like that there's a lot to do. And yeah, I but the thing is, there's a, there's a lot to do, but
2: uh, uh, all that stuff to do hmm. is, you know. <laughs>
1: To be honest, it's a lot of repeating. There's a yeah. lot of repeating going on. Like That's domin- what I
2: mean. The repetitiveness of the things that you have to do. is mm-hmm. it's, There's never anything new and interesting. Do you know,
1: the, uh, my main they've, problem. They've actually just cracked it. And it took them so long to figure out how to actually make me want to do rep grinds. But the new, the new rep fraction, Domination Point, is when Grosh Hellscream, yeah. the Watchy for the Horde, arrives in Pandaria. To which everyone's reaction is Oh no, he's such a bad representative. He's made of evil. Uh, and basically, every time you up a rank with the domination points uh, of faction, you get a new piece of the the plot, the actual P- Mr. Pandaria plotline. Like, the, you get to see Garrosh going to the Shrine of Two Moons and actually seeing him converse with the Pandaren, what he thinks of the Mogu, who are evil. And uh, you get to see, oh, poor... Oh, what's it? The, the troll leader of the Darkspear tribe, uh, Thral, is... Uh, Nasty to him Uh, To be honest, I don't care
2: It's World of Warcraft I I don't actually care
1: Do do you Uh, think that's an interesting way of doing it though? Like you ascend ranks, but then you get more plot at every rank No No?
2: I think it's a stupid way of doing it
1: It means they can space the plot out Like you can have plot every like three days or something
2: No, I think it's a stupid way of doing it I mean, at the end of the day You're supposed to be an inhabitant of this world You know, not a newborn child you're supposed to be familiar with at least, you know, some of the law, some of the history, that sort of thing. Or have you been living in a cave for the past twenty years until your character was a fully grown male and could wear armor of some sort?
1: Oh, you mean about the level thing? Okay. Yeah. You know, oh, 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 actually, that reminds me very much of uh, one of the daily quests in. Domination if they had
2: Pro- an investigative feature. True. <laughs> you know, if they if you could go around finding clues. Like Professor Layton type thing.
1: You do archaeology, which can do stuff like that. Yeah, but there's also is people.
2: Boring, though. Yeah, it's boring. That's why people don't do it. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's also talking to people. Hey, Jacob, how you doing? Hey, Jacob, Afroguy. guy. Yes, uh, we are going to go into the news in a second, but let's mm. just let, let me just points uh, do talk about one thing in particular.
1: I have an agreeing point for you, so let's okay. just let you finish, that. I can. Well, say my you
2: bit. you agree first, and then I'll move on to the next point before the news
1: okay speaking of you know people aren't that weak when they start out level 1 is still a level and you really should have been better than that at that point uh, there's a daily quest and Domination Point where you have to go kill a load of enlisted peasants they're called enlisted peasants yeah and they are there to help with you know man, uh, manpower and build uh, buildings and uh, stuff barry. they're building things yeah at the alliance stronghold and domination point they're level 90 peasants they are level 90 weaklings. There's no such thing as a level 90 peasant. Level 90 peasant makes no sense. That's like saying, Bill Gates' poor son. Level 90 means that you've ascended through all the previous game contents. You're able to ride mounts at super fast speeds. You have access to all the talents. You can destroy things with your mind. So basically, it's a cop-out. Ba- no, basically, it just makes no sense. Those should be level 1 or 10 peasants. No, the,
2: uh, it's a cop-out. It means that they've given... They've basically... Purpo- they purposely put the created those particular NPCs for you to kill in order for you to feel some
1: kind of sense of accomplishment. Oh, it's not a sense of accomplishment. They're weak as hell. Yeah, they might be weak as hell, but oh, I mean Blizzard. It's more that they mean everything in that area must be level ninety. And they don't really take into account that those peasants are weak as hell, and so there's different levels ah, of level 90, right, okay. which then makes level 90 pointless. Well, yeah, because, how can you, know, you have different levels of level uh, of a level? Exactly, you have multiple levels within a level, which doesn't actually happen in WoW. They Fifty shades of 90. Yeah, exact, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. We have too much delegation in here. Fifty shades of 90. Anyway, they, um, sh- they should be like level tw- tw- 20 peasants or something. If, um, they're, if they're level 90 peasants, what they would be doing is they'd be going on level 30 areas and becoming boxing champions and killing everyone around them and stealing all their money or something. Yes.
2: Anyway, we are dragging on World of Warcraft a bit too much.
1: Yeah, I basically, I want to do like an off, off-air off Warcraft chat for the website. If, yeah. Anyone who actually plays World of Warcraft, let me know. We should chat or something. I want to you play. will
2: never speak to me on that, uh, on that. by the way. so It, <laughs> no, will, you, it will be, you, Harry. You, you I will, but I, I, I really want, to, I, really I, want may, to... I may pop in and just go, you should play Eve. <laughs> or you should play The Secret World.
1: You should play 5? Oh, I should play The Secret World. I actually own it. Yes, I know. You should play it. <laughs> I've, I've got two months that came with it And I've not played them You should play it I know I After the Firefall beta It's a weekend thing Yeah So on Monday I, I can switch over to that Secret right. World is good. Um, Let us begin yes. with the news section of the show. <laughs> yes, How late in are we starting this week?
2: <laughs> uh, 20 minutes, actually. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> good as always. Yes, Curiosity finds water and organic mati- uh, compounds on Mars. Now, before everyone jumps to a joy going, yeah, life has been discovered, you know, and every religion no longer has any meaning. Um,
1: I don't think that would be what the Yeah, the don't
2: is. go counting your chickens before, you, before they've hatched.
1: They every have, religion gets new footnotes.
2: Yeah, they have found water. They have also found sulfur and chlorine-containing substances in the rock nest site in Mars's Gale Crater. Now, this is the uh, this is a Curiosity rover has d- taken soil samples done all the experiments with its onboard systems and everything like that mm-hmm. yeah, and the problem is that these organic compounds, the carbon in them, may not have come from Mars
1: Oh doom buggies
2: Yes, it may have the carbon in them may have come from Earth.
1: Do we throw it at them or something? Yeah.
2: But, I mean, they do have chlorine-containing substances that include chlorine and oxygen compounds. uh, Chlorine-containing
1: substances containing chlorine.
2: Yeah. It's a chlorine and oxygen compound called perchlorate, uh, which has been found also in the uh, Arctic Martian soil uh, by the Phoenix Lander. Hmm. But, yeah, the organic compounds, they still testing various things. Everyone, came, everyone went forward because someone from NASA went, oh, we've got these major announcements. This is going to be one for the history books. Yeah, you could have just stopped that. Yeah, we found water on Mars.
1: That's, that's still the, really cool. That's the stuff of science fiction. Literally, there's like five series that use water on Mars as a plot device. Doctor yeah. Who is terrifying.
2: Um, but this actually has the best end.
1: This oh, I, I love this quote. Best I love it. Right. Uh, when, basically, what happened was when asked... Does that mean there's alien life on Mars? They said, we have no discernible proof at this time, and we know not to say things really quickly in front of the media, because...
2: Yes, uh, we work at the speed of science. The rest of the world works at the speed of Instagram.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Best line ever. So much sharing, but we've we've only just said that we've started working on it. So much sharing! Yes. Tucky says ancient civilizations
2: throwing water bombs... uh, (laughs) Uh, I'd like to see the catapult that could launch that at, <laughs> at Mars.
1: Stupid Mars, have some water. That's, yeah. p- that's very adventure time, actually.
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, I would love to see that catapult that could launch a water bomb at Mars. Uh,
1: just well, imagine a sl- the sl- A slingshot from here to Poland that goes down to China. Yeah. C- <laughs> careful for the curvature there, that would actually crash into the ocean. We should workshop this.
2: Yes. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, It's awesome, it's awesome It's Electric buses and rapid charging stops Woohoo! This is, uh, now, as much as people hate public transport One of the things that I hate is climate change Uh, (laughs) You know An electric bus has been developed uh, by uh, researchers at Utah State University That can recharge wirelessly each time it makes a stop, regardless of weather conditions and even if the bus isn't lined up perfectly with the charge plate. This is brilliant.
1: Exactly. We've just reached a stage where wireless charging has become you know, commercially available. People might realize there's certain smartphones now that have docking stations where you can wirelessly charge them.
2: Yeah, well, and I mean, you can get coffee tables that you can just show, throw your phone on and it'll charge you.
1: Exactly. The Don't table sp-
2: will charge your phone.
1: Exactly. Don't spill water on those tables. And the thing is... Uh, Mean, these stopping points, being able to charge the buses while they stop, and some, like, mega buses stop for an awful long time at their stops because they've got, like, luggage to get on and off. Hmm. This actually means that there's an efficiency that electricity has over petrol. You wouldn't need to... If they can make this, like... If they have a longer battery life in total, and they can use these starting points to make that happen, so they're better than petrol and diesel, it means that, basically, we have the edge in electricity above fossil fuel resources. Well, here's the thing. A thing they there's a thing that Parking they can't spaces.
2: do. Parking spaces could be fitted with a charging plate. Oh, yeah, um, set up the whole Tesla's. Drive- your driveway could have a, could have a charging plate. Hmm. Traffic lights could have a charging plate for the first three se- for the first three cars or so. Oh,
1: that would be so cool. You know, um, know. You might actually want to stop at traffic lights.
2: Exactly, but this is, Free the, charging. this is the thing. There's so many places. I mean, bus stops could have a charging plate in the bus stop, so when the bus pulls in, It'll charge it, charge it the bus while its passengers are
1: getting on and off. Oh, and you wouldn't need to pay to activate them because it'd be road maintenance, which would come out of the council tax. Exactly. Which means they'd have to actually do some road maintenance. Yes, exactly. Nice.
2: You know, and I think this—I think that the possibilities of this are are, are enormous. You know, it could change the whole... Because everyone's still a bit kind of, uh, I don't really like electric cars. It reminds me of the milk floor.
1: Well, it's also more that they're not everywhere. and Because they're not everywhere, they're they're out of sight and out of mind. It's people like, electric stuff? That's that's nice. Do we have any of those? It's
2: either that or they go down the Clarkson argument of saying, oh, yeah, it costs more to make the electric car than just to buy a petrol car and use petrol. You know, it costs more in terms of money and processes and mm-hmm. fumes and climate change to make the electric car, then it, you know, and then run the electric car than it mm-hmm. does to make to just buy a petrol car and use petrol.
1: Yeah, in the same way it costs more to have workers' rights rather than slavery.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sometimes things cost more because they're better. Deal with it. Yes, yeah, sometimes Clarkson is just a moron. Mm-hmm, exactly. Sorry. Sorry, Jeremy, we do like you, but you do sometimes talk out of your posterior.
1: He does uh, have some opinions for the sake of money, and we can tell. I mean... No, I think he's just got some opinions because he can have them. Yeah. And he gets paid more than us. Actually, I think the thing we can both agree on for that argument about things costing is both World of Warcraft and EVE do cost. And while we can debate them, DC Universe Online does not cost. And it is too inferior to play, even
2: for free. Which brings up my other point. Star Trek Online. Oh my god, what a wasted opportunity.
1: Oh really? I heard it was good at first. Oh,
2: it was awful at first. They wasted... They wasted all of that time, all of that development money, all of the uh, it was just a waste i'm sorry for anyone who plays Star Trek online, but you're uh, you are wasting your time.
1: I only know Matt Wiggins who plays right. it, and that 's about it The
2: reason being what 's the basis of star trek
1: uh to Trek through the stars
2: what is the whole tagline of Star Trek space, the final frontier? These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise its continuing mission to seek, le- seek out new life and new civilizations to boldly go where no man has gone before. Oh
1: yeah, one piece in space. Okay. Y-
2: y- yeah, well, basically one piece and Star Trek are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, why the hell did they not just do that then? Make a um, make a Minecraft style universe that didn't that they? you could just No, they didn't. They basically said, oh, this is the neutral All oh, oh, look, this is Klingon Empire and this is Romulan Empire. Oh, they and went for land. familiar
1: fan stuff Yeah, they went for familiar contact. fan stuff
2: instead of going for, look, I want to see what's over the horizon. Hmm. Make an adventure in space. Make single, make one-time achievements. Uh, do it, actually, do it properly. Make one-time achievements that, uh, like, making first contact with a new civilization. Yeah, have, stuff server, like that.
1: have server first achievements. They've gone really well on World of Warcraft, basically. You don't have like the first level ninety rogue on the server. That's the achievement called server first. No, no, no. Um, what I mean is, is if
2: you make first contact with another civilization, no one else can make first contact with it. Only you. You are unique then mm-hmm. on in in that game because you have made first contact with that species.
1: And it gives an amazing goal for people to work towards.
2: Exactly, Ooh. and nobody is doing that. Not one person. Not in. Not in Eve. Not in Star Trek. Nowhere. I had that idea like two years ago, and I put it—you uh, know—I pitched it to a few developers at the time, and they're like, "Oh, it's going to be really difficult, and oh, we're going to stick with what's familiar because it's safe." Sorry, you can hear the disgust in my voice. Yeah, One Piece has proven that safe does not mean good, and there's a reason we'll get to that. Later.
1: Uh, okay, I was confused by that one, but no,
2: no, we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, anyway, robot on revolution, tiny transformers.
1: Now you, oh, you think this news piece will lead to transformers? I think it'll lead to all kinds of other things.
2: Uh, no, it will lead to all kinds of other things, but I am—I really want it to lead to transformers. I really want robots in disguise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically, uh, there's a brilliant invention, Um where is it from?
2: Uh, this is from MIT. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, MIT. Yeah. MIT
1: of have- they basically have combined the idea of Rubik's Snake and DNA strands and their ability to coil into different yeah. shapes and formats. Uh, uh, and but in order
2: to achieve this, in order to achieve like a, a real world mechanical mm-hmm. version of this, mm-hmm. they had to create an a uh, brand new mortar.
1: Yeah, because, well, they got a grant to research it, but the grant specified they could only have the money if they made the individual links less than a centimeter yes. in size. Yes.
2: We, and there's no motor in the world capable of running this. Yeah. Um, so they had to basically, from scratch, design a completely revolutionary new motor that they've
1: called the Millimortine. Um, which has done the beautiful thing, which science, for the sake of science, often does, is how the British government actually had the trademark for Velcro for a lot of years. Oh, yeah. It's because something incidentally turned out to have amazing other purposes. Yeah. And they, they invented a tiny, tiny motor. And it's got, oh, it's It's station. a
2: millimeter-scale motor, uh, uh, motor. Yeah,
1: it's what do they call it? Was it permanent permanent electro?
2: Um, I'll try or and electro, find it. Electro-permanent. It's electro-permanent. Yeah,
1: electro-permanent motor. That, that means that when it powers off, it maintains its position, which yes. means it won't suddenly fall apart. If it runs out, it'll actually freeze where it is, and is so useful because you can start and stop it and make it into different shapes. Yes, you can attach
2: it to, as a link in a chain and make it turn right or left or straight at the moment, mm-hmm. but from that, you could actually put together whole complex systems of this. You could make cars into robots using this technology and I am just sitting here going,
0: oh! Yeah,
1: they were saying in the video, basically we'll link the video up on the website once this episode goes up for post, Uh, they were saying that the initial idea was to have like a bag of bits of links, and you could pull it out and then register it as a cup, and it would make the form of a cup, and then you put it back in the bag and it just falls to bits again, you pull it back out and it makes a plate, and you can just make this object be whatever it can be based on the amount of matter rather than the actual form. And so, yeah, this thing, they've managed to make it go into a left helix and a right helix and an L shape and a periscope because uh, they've got these four little linking motors to go together. Currently, each link can only support and move one other link at a time. They're trying to make it go for two, maybe three. Uh, but, yeah, this, can, this has so much potential to be just, like, shape-changing objects.
2: Yeah. Um, just a quick thing for MG. A stepper motor isn't actually the same sort of thing. Um, Basically, a stepper stepper motor. Uh, It's dividing a full rotation between an equal number of steps. That's what it does. Um, And it's a geared system. What we're talking about has no gears involved. Mm. It's an electro permanent motor that has no gears.
1: Yeah, they just spin. Yes. They just spin, and because they link to each other, they can spin and form shapes in relation to each other. uh, Thanks to a computer that can program them. Yes. Which is pretty awesome. Oh my god, yes. Ah, but yeah, wow! We just—I uh, mean, uh, all I'll over tell you was. what:
2: if you if you go to Wikipedia and type type in permanent mortar, you won't find an entry for it. It's mm. that new because
1: they just invented it. And yes, it's awesome! And I, the idea that ah, I didn't realize we didn't have anything like electro permanence at first because it's not something I thought about. But this this opens so many doors for things that are meant to stop in place once they're out of power rather than fall to pieces. And yeah, this is this is. Quite revolutionary. Well done, MIT. Yeah, uh, definitely.
2: I'm not sure why people are having audio issues. Uh, it's coming through fine through the desk, but
1: uh, yeah, we're hearing okay. We'll have to check it out. Uh, yes, sorry to hear. About I will. That I
2: will have a proper look at it. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, More Robot Revolution news, and this one scares the bejesus out of me. It's called The Art of Deception. doesn't scare Um, me too much. I mean, there is uh, an element of WTF about this, because uh, Georgia Institute of Technology have created robots capable of deceiving one another, and they took the inspiration from it by looking at the behavior of squirrels. The
1: dastardly hiders of nuts. Yes.
2: Uh, We knew the squirrels were up to something... We weren't sure what. Oh, and also birds. Yes. Oh, and birds. Yeah, I can understand the bird one with their beady little eyes and everything like that. It's um, just so
1: mistrustful of things that don't even talk. Yes, uh, I know. If they can't talk, then I can't ask them
2: questions. And if they can't answer questions, then, you know, they must be up to something. They're not willing to, they're not even willing to give me simple directions like which way is the bakery.
1: Um, you haven't seen him argue with cheese. Now, no,
2: no, 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 no. I never argue with cheese. Cheese likes me. She's is the only thing that likes me.
1: Your counselor's getting worried. So, that's the thing about this is that, basically, squirrels, in order to hide their nuts so that other people can't steal them... Yes. Uh, ...they go through many different locations. They go into one tree, then another tree, then another tree, then another tree, and one of them they'll hide their nuts in. Yes. And not all of them. And so people don't actually... So other squirrels won't actually know where to steal them from. Yeah. Yeah, and so th- this robot is able to mimic that. But here's the
2: brilliant thing: it's a military-funded project <laughs> led by Ronald Arkin of, uh, the, of the Georgia Institute's uh, School of Interactive Computing. Uh, the whole thing that really makes me laugh is the military-funded project.
1: Yeah, so it's less about nuts and more about bullets. So it'll be
2: and bombs. And various other things. Yeah, reclaiming. Jacob is also having audio issues.
1: Um, uh, have we you, will have you p- typed into the, the stream? Um, we'll try and fix this in the break. Just so people know. Because if they're having audio issues, they can't hear us debating it. I've just realized.
2: I will do so just now, Harry. Fantastic. Um, yes. Moving on. Yes. Um, things we want to try. And I love this. I think this is awesome. <laughs> the scanadoo, What a name. Scanadoo Scout. Scandau. Yes, scanadoo
1: Oh, I was going with. Oh, never mind. Scandau. Scandau. Yeah. Oh, I,
2: was going, I, forget, I, forget, I forget. I was on a
1: different I forget, verse. I
2: forget. I forget just how young you are. You probably don't even know who Olivia Newton-John is.
1: Um, musical daughter of Isaac Newton.
2: No, you've seen Greece.
1: Uh yeah.
2: She was the last. Uh, she played Sandy in Greece. Oh. She also did another, uh, did uh, a couple of other movies. One of them was called Xanadu, which is all about uh, roller disco. Good for her? Yeah.
1: Roller discos. Oh, where did they go?
2: Roller girls.
1: Roller <laughs> girls. I'm trying to interview that guy. It would be awesome.
2: Uh, I, 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 what? Roller. Uh, we say roller girls, and you go, I'm trying to interview that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a,
1: there's a comic called Roller Girls, which is being uh, designed, which is drawn by a man. Uh, and it's about roller derby girls and the difficulties of that profession. Uh, and he's currently in the pre-production stages of it, and he's done a lot of concept art. It looks really cool, and I'm trying to interview him. Um, but yes, plug, plug, plug. Go on Facebook and find it. It's uh, roller girls, spelt with three R's. So it's G-R-R-R-L. Oh,
2: my God. Tucky. Tucky, oh God!
1: Has he said something, Rudy's?
2: No, no, no. Um, she also did one of the most awful songs ever called, uh, and Tucky's just uh, put the line in there: "Let's get physical." Oh my God, that brings back so many horrible memories, Tucky.
1: Even I know of that atrocity.
2: Thank you, Tucky, for spoiling my uh, spoiling my dreams tonight. Anyway, the Scannaduce Scout, which is, to all intents and purposes, a tricorder. Yeah, it's a tricorder. Um, Star Trek. It's basically a Star Trek medical tricorder. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who developed it, he his name is Walter De Bruer. He's <laughs> Belgian and he founded he founded Scanadu after working at MIT mm-hmm. on several high profile tech projects, including one laptop per child. A few years ago, his kid ended up in intensive care in the intensive care unit of a hospital, and he got really angry, really annoyed with all the complicated devices and all the monitoring and all the l- jargon and everything like that. He couldn't understand anything, even though he's su- supposed to be a genius. Yeah. He wanted you know? to
1: mack it up in there. Yeah. And so he developed the clear, white, very nice, rounded corners. Yeah. Can- yep. Do.
2: yep. Uh, this is how it works. Uh, I firstly thought, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, <sighs> it's complicated.
1: Let's put it that way. <laughs> You just, oh, that's what he wasn't aiming for. He's going to feel so bad now. No, uh, it's just,
2: there's a lot of technical stuff here. If anyone wants to you read it. You put it, it
1: against can, your temple, you push yeah. a button, and it can take your heart rate, it can uh, take various medical signs, and immediately tell you what they are. Yes. See, I read it. I, I read, read it. I read it as
2: well. It's just, ah, uh, brain. I'm
1: so tired, but I read it.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, You don't have to deal with the sound issues during the song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I'll be nice. There's
2: part of my brain already diverted towards that. Anyway. Oh, I see. WTF Award.
1: Oh, God, yes. This would actually make one of the previous news stories quite difficult to work off of. Uh, someone, they're debating the patency or painted ability of human DNA. Yes. And uh,
2: it's in America, as you would expect.
1: America. In America.
2: Yeah, the U.S. Supreme Court has announced on, uh, you know, announced on Friday it's going to be reviewing a case uh, uh, testing whether human genes may be patented in the dispute weighing patents associated with human genes known to detect early signs of breast and ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. Um uh, a lawsuit was filed in 2009 by the American, American Civil Liberties Union that claimed, uh, among, other thi- among other things, that the First Amendment of the US Constitution is at stake because the patents are so broad they bar scientists from examining and comparing the uh, certain genes that are at the center of this whole dispute. Mm. Uh, the company who currently holds these patents is called Myriad Genetics, and they got given the patents about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what they've been doing, they've been blocking everybody doing tests for this for particular genes that are related to breast and ovarian cancer. And instead, they've been saying, oh, come to us, and then charging them three grand a pop mm-hmm. just for these tests, when half the time they could get these tests done for
1: free. Exactly. It's, it's ridiculous if someone has a monopoly on cancer-related research. That's so BS. I mean, Cancer Research UK is a charity, for Christ's sake. It's- it's meant to be a, you know, trying to help people out with a very serious, very current disease issue. Yeah. And the idea that someone is trying to hold a monopoly on it is, frankly, sickening. I'm- I'm glad it's at least being reviewed over this. This is much worse than Tim Langdell. Oh, yeah. This would be like if Tim Langdell didn't just own the word edge, he tried to own EDGES. The concept of edges. This is like if he tried to charge you for making a table. Ah, I'm so furious. Uh, but yes, they're looking into they're looking into some cases of this and kind of going Maybe you shouldn't be allowed to paint in DNA This is really affecting human life and progress Yes Um, yeah I mean, having a trade copyright on genetics Would make sense if we had cloning available And people wanted to be able to copyright their own DNA so no one could clone them But we don't have that, so
0: stuff this Hi there, I'm Robert Rankin And you're listening to the, the Geek Show. Oh, yes.
1: We are back now. Thank you very much. Uh, we've been looking into the technical things of what's going on with the... I, I believe the problem is that some people are having it jutter and then try to rebuff. Uh, if you try refreshing your listening things now, uh, we'll try and get it sorted over the course of the program with you guys, try to coordinate, because, you know, this is the power of the Internet and communication. We can sort things out as they go. Yes. And if worse comes to worse, we are recording all of this, and it will be available to podcast download later. Uh, but yes, we'll try and get it fixed for you ASAP. Uh, but we are now in the film section. Uh, I don't know why we always call it movies on the sheets. Like we, I because
2: movies know. is what
1: it's actually called. Films. What's wrong with films?
2: Films, movies, same difference. Potato potato? Oh,
1: but one of them's pretentious, and I like that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm, I've been around Mac products recently. It may be rubbing off on me. I have a slight allergy. One of
2: them's pretentious. No. Move, calling them moving pictures is pretentious. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, someone should do that. I wonder if my grandma.
2: Calling them on. the flicks is just showing that you're well, old. That's just fun.
1: Ah. why don't people call them the flicks? That's I, cool. Well, well, we
2: used to, but then you told, you told me it, it was a sign of me being old, so I stopped.
1: Rob, many a thing are a sign of you being old, and most of it's just White your hair. <laughs> Most of it's your <laughs> continued existence. But I'm hoping you don't want to stop that. I apologize.
2: Is he joking? Is he not?
1: I don't want you to stop that. that I'm not joking about that. Jesus, deuce. Don't make this the worst Christmas.
2: Uh, I'm just kind of... Huh? What? I'm confused. Uh, yeah, movies. Uh, let's go into safer, safer topics.
1: Yes. So everybody has a Christmas movie.
2: Everybody has one,
1: or or multiple. In the case of some of my housemates, I think yeah. one of them has five.
2: Okay, which movies, this is a question for everybody, which movies are you definitely going to watch because it just wouldn't be Christmas without them?
1: Yeah, which film must you watch every Christmas? Is there a compulsion to a tradition, a self-imposed tradition within yourself? Uh, for me, it's the Muppet's Christmas Carol, which is my favorite Christmas Carol, Doctor Who is in close second. Uh... <laughs> Doctor N- Who Christmas Carol? Yeah, the actual Christmas Carol, very low down on the list of Christmas Carols. Uh, no, wait, no, the one with, oh, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's Christmas Carol is quite high. It's in my top five Christmas Carols, obviously. No, no, no,
2: if I have to watch a Christmas Carol, I'll tell you which version I'll watch. I'll watch Scrooged. Scrooged? Bill Murray, Scrooged.
1: <laughs> I do not know of this one. Have you not seen this no. movie?
2: Oh, my God. This is like the Christmas, the the version of... Uh, uh, of of A Christmas Carol.
1: That's a terrible title but it sounds interesting. So it's no, it's comedic really, I'd guess. It's yeah, Bill Murray.
2: It's, it's comedic. Bill Murray is basically a television executive. He's basically the big boss of this television company mm-hmm. and he forces everybody to work doing a Christmas special of A Christmas Carol on Christmas Day. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> this is the kind of attitude he's got. It's all about money and power and material things. Mm-hmm. You know. But he's also a cheap cheapskate when it comes to even buying presents for his brother. Wow. You know, and then the ghost of christmas past the uh, christmas present and christmas future turn up. One of them is like a, ch- uh, a chunky fairy <laughs> <laughs> as in with the wings and doing a little dance but you know she's quite elderly and <laughs> 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 overweight. This is so <laughs> And cool. has a habit of punching him in the face.
1: <laughs> How have I not seen this film? It's it's one this of Bill amazing. Murray's best movies. I'm I'm gonna have to see this, although his his part in Zombieland is still amazing. Oh, you, you love that,
2: that. You love him in you love him in Scrooge. He is
1: brilliant. Um, okay, well, my Christmas Carol is obviously the Muppets one. Uh, I I grew up on Jim Henson, and I'll die on Jim Henson. Also, guys, Neil Patrick Harris is doing something with the Jim Henson Company now. Isn't this amazing? He's he's doing a series called Neil's Puppet Dreams, straight for YouTube, where he has a terrible condition Like no, no, no. he you only know what, dreams and
2: puppets. Do you know what would be amazing is if they had Neil Patrick Harris and um, Jim What's-His-Face, who, does, uh, who plays Sheldon. Oh, yeah, he's cool. Because bo- uh, he was in the Muppets movie.
1: Oh, yeah, with that very brief and unexpected cameo. Yeah, and I was like, hey, eh? Sheldon? I was like, <laughs> yay, he's in a song as well. <laughs> I love that. Oh, they're both really cool. Yeah, they should yep. do something together. Well, Nathan, says has, Nathan Fillion's been it on already.
2: Yeah. Tucky says whatever Pixar movie marathon is on BBC One on Christmas Day, hopefully Toy Story 1. Jacob Afro guy says two votes for Toy Story 1. Make that three votes for Toy Story. Uh, and four. There we go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's got to be. Toy Story is, like, the uh,
1: is brilliant. Oh, but my favorite Pixar is still uh, The Incredibles, and I pr- now I really want to watch that.
2: Christmas uh, movie, though, that I have to watch at Christmas time. I will not watch it at any other time of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's A Wonderful Life.
1: Ah, that is the feel-good film. So, yeah.
2: You know, that the story of how Clarence gets his wings. <laughs> it's, you know, it, It's A Wonderful Life. is uh, And it's got Jimmy Stewart in it. I love Jimmy
1: Stewart. True. Oh, black, the black and white era has so many feel-good films, and feel-good is no longer a genre that actually happens. Yeah, because it's it's not good done to archetype cliches, and therefore it won't sell. Me- 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 me. Yeah, her. I
2: know. I mean, there are no films that are made just for the sake of you know making people feel better.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like Harvey, Harvey is such a good film. Ah, mm. oh, I love that thing to pieces. I'd hardly watch that. It's why I'm increasingly tempted to do Riff tracks things for films no one's ever seen. And they don't just do thrillers the them. same
2: way. They don't do thrillers the same way, you know, uh, The Third Man. Not seen Brilliant! Uh, you know, um, Maltese Falcon, all, all these uh, you know, all these Bogart films. I mean, there's a reason why these actors from like the black and white era mm-hmm. were uh, you know ha- their names live on in Hol- in Hollywood legend mm-hmm. even now. Is because they were in some amazing movies, oh, which would never be, you know it would people would consider the, consider it criminal. To remake them in the modern era,
1: yeah, there are people who would fight tooth and claw not to have remakes of certain things, and I'm oh, very oh glad God, these. Yes. People, and I'm so glad these people exist. You know, it's like uh, how oh, Agatha Christie's uh, rights are still regulated by her descendants. Yeah, and the, uh, there's often things going, "Hey, can we make this film?" And her daughter's always like, "You're gonna have to really impress me. First, yeah. we have the Agatha Christie trivia quiz. We're gonna have to what? What was my mother's this? So like, what? <laughs> how do you prove that you know her?" <laughs> It's not quite like that But you know that she does She does hold no, on No but to it.
2: it would be hilarious <laughs> If it was like that It would be amazing
1: Fair Question one What was my mother's Favorite perfume? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry What's that got to do With anything? Oh you fail It was a jasmine and diamond Question number, <laughs> t- question number two What was the original title Of Then There Were None? Well I, I, I don't know that one Oh shame I do <laughs> I, I would love that Oh Agatha Christie's daughter Make a film about yourself Making not films About your mum That'd be so random It'd be a great film uh, Yeah it would be <laughs> A beautiful promotion How not to make An Agatha, Agatha Christie movie <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Oh Hercule Poirot's Christmas There we go I've got that on DVD And I haven't watched it yet and, Really Yeah it's the David Suchet one of, And I love David Suchet
2: David Suchet was best David Suchet is the best Poirot, Poirot In my um, opinion We yeah. both agree with that Fantastic
1: Um there were some good ones, but David Suchet is my personal favourite. Any
2: other movies then that you have to watch at Christmas time? Other movie for me to watch at Christmas time? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, I can't really say I'll only watch it at Christmas time because it will be watched if I, only, if, you know, whenever it's on, I catch it for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Die Hard.
1: Oh um, uh, <laughs> yes, the, the, what was it to say about Die Hard? The best action film and the best Christmas film, all well, rolled into one.
2: But the thing is, um, they don't make. The 80s was like a golden era for Christmas movies cuz it had Home Alone, it had Lethal Weapon, it had Gremlins, it had oh, Die Home Hard. Home Alone is so good as well. You know, uh it had like four huge Christmas movies that weren't the typical christmas type movies it wasn't all about you know and really successful sequel builders as well yeah really successful sequel builders Hmm. um lethal weapon went for four movies die hard went for four movies
1: home alone i think went for four movies as well yeah home
2: alone went for four Uh, movies
1: gremlin's got a sequel and it's it's very iconic it didn't need to go to three or four i think because it kind of ran its run
2: and everyone wanted the mogwai
1: and everyone wanted a Mogwai. And from there probably came Furbies. I'm going to say they were inspired somewhat by this.
2: Oh, uh, I think they were. Uh, yeah. Yes. Don't remind me of Furbies. Uh, they scare the bejesus out of me. No
1: lie. I had one when I was very little.
2: Sitting there on the mantelpiece talking to each other, planning my demise. I know the truth. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, they can communicate <laughs> with each other, can't they? Like, oh.
2: I know the truth. It's the way they <laughs> stare at me with their little beady eyes and then turn to each other and talk in a language that I don't understand. You heathens!
1: <laughs> yeah, the thing where it says that your furry will learn to speak English, but it will always retain its original language knowledge. As if to kind of, you know, it will not lose. I reckon the there. Are, I
2: reckon it's actually the precursor to the robot revolution. I thought it's an alien invasion. Yes, I know it sounds paranoid, but I am paranoid, and it's good to be paranoid.
1: Oh, that would be the one step up from the slow invasion of the cubes from Doctor Who would be to have like design them The as, slow <laughs> inversion of the, the Furbies. Families. You have these children's <laughs> toys that get into McDonald's as well as tiny giveaways. And they spy on everything and learn about humans and their weaknesses. Yes. This could totally be a thing. Anyway, um, second question
2: then. Uh, what movie, and this is again for everybody, what movie do you think best captures... The spirit of Christmas. Now, by the spirit of Christmas, let's make it as broad as possible. So, you know, it depends on your definition of the spirit of Christmas. Are you talking about the nativity or are you talking about dysfunctional families? You know, are you talking about winter and snow and ice? Because if that's the case, then Cool Runnings (laughs) wins hands down.
1: (laughs) The best bobsled film of all time. The 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 only one anyone's heard of. The best
2: winter film of all time, except for Fargo. (laughs)
1: Canada, make some Christmas films about the Winter Olympics. That'd be fun. Uh, I think it'd be fun. Yes. Um, anyway, um, uh, for me, I think a Christmas film really has to embody self-aware cheesiness. It has to know when a joke is bad. Jesus, self-aware. The cheese is self-aware. <laughs> I am mozzarella, and you fall before me. No, I Gouda shall rule the world. Some people don't give a damn about my powers. I saw what you did there. How long could we keep going, I wonder? We're on a cheese roll. We should stop. We should stop.
2: (laughs) Is that bamboo tumbleweed from last week. (laughs) The bamboo tumbleweed of doom.
1: Okay, a, 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 fil- a Christmas film needs some self-aware cheesiness. It needs to know that this is the stuff that only happens the cyber season. The only time we accept terrible jokes given to us by and ca- by cat by crackers. That's the only time we lick horrible, disgusting sweets because they look like candy canes. Oh God, yeah. yeah. These things exist.
2: What the hell is the candy cane thing all about? Oh my God. No, um, I don't know. I don't know my ex used to go nuts for them. I, every single Christmas, uh, <laughs> every single Christmas. We'd be going around Middlesbrough, mm. and she'd be going, I want candy canes, but you don't even like mm. the, the candy it's ma- that's, that it's made from. You say it tastes horrible, but I want candy canes. But you don't like them. It's the Christmas but spirit. But I want candy canes. It's I like, like.
1: Try, and ex- okay, try and sell eggnog to me without using eggnog or Christmas in any of the sentences. Describe to me what eggnog is and how you make it and why I should drink some. Well, it's alcoholic. Okay. I, can I use the word egg? Yeah, yeah, of course.
2: Okay, it's alcoholic, Uh, you can't taste the eggs, and that should be enough of a reason to drink copious amounts of it at Christmas time, especially if you have my family.
1: Why on earth? (laughs) (laughs) Who thought to put eggs in alcohol? That's random. Yes. Uh, It's like pims in winter, you just don't do it. Yeah, Tucky
2: Uh, says, Polar Express gives a good message but gets overplayed. Tucky, um, I will agree with you slightly on that, but... Polar Express for me is all always will always be a re, just a rehash of Night on the Galactic Railroad, mm. and I much prefer that.
1: I just preferred uh, Charlie and the Great Glass Vader. Well, the Great Glass Elevator, which was you know the sequel yeah. book, uh, uh, Jingle
2: All the Way is the best modern day representation of qu- what Christmas is all about. Um, I've not seen
1: that one But I remember adverts it,
2: it, it Actually it Jingle all the way Ar- it, Arnie was His usual awful self It <laughs> uh, um, had like Loads of Slapstick Comedic moments And I uh, I used that word With bitterness yeah. um,
1: Self aware Cheese
2: But Tucky is right Because at the time Everyone was going nuts Over Buzz Lightyear figures Ah, Toy Story had come out. Mm-hmm. Every and Buzz Lightyear figures sold out everywhere, and Jingle All the Way basically encapsulated that whole thing. Everybody wanting a, wanting this action figure so much that they want to fight each other to beat 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 the living snot out of each other. Oh yeah, we should. Yeah.
1: Prob- I don't know if we should hold a moment in silence for whoever had horrible injuries inflicted on them during Black Friday, but. Oh God, America! How did you let that happen?
2: Oh my God, MG, um, you deserve a lamb chop for this. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he feels a little stilt on after these cheese jokes. After all, we are appealing to a mature audience.
1: Oh, yeah. nice! Yes, that uh, is a nice. Look. That is worthy of Hannah Hart herself. That is a love of cheese.
2: That's why I said he deserves a lamb chop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure. Oh, as I was saying, or maybe
2: some mutton chops. <laughs>
1: Self-aware Sideburn joke (laughs) Self-aware cheese though I think the ultimate Thing of cheese That knows it's cheesy Is Well other than Grudafetta Is uh, Anything by Henson Anything from The Henson Company And so I Any of the films Really Treasure Island I watched one year During Christmas It was perfect Because it was silly And funny And uh, Jennifer Saunders Did a pretty good job If you're
2: talking about Anything by The Henson Company Mm -hmm. Then you have to go With Two the best, Labyrinth and Dark Crystal.
1: Ah, yes. We have to. We are watching Labyrinth this year. My housemate Alex actually has a a law. She has to watch Labyrinth twice a year. Yeah. Don't know quite why,
2: but no, Labyrinth at Christmas time is a, is a must for me.
1: Um, it's, oh, and Labyrinth is also perfect because it's a film you can talk over. Yes. With people, because there's points in Labyrinth where you know it's bad. Where you know, know it's it has, just so
2: bad. And it has David Bowie. David Bowie's crotch and the song "Dance Magic."
1: <laughs> yeah, David Bowie's crotch now has separate title <laughs> listings and credits to David Bowie himself. Yes, David Bowie's crotch as this plug character. You know crotch. the,
2: you know the uh, kind of, uh, you know where the, it has all the weird staircases. A uh, one in one scene, and I swear, uh, some uh, this this must have been this, uh, this was photoshopped. Uh, this it had to be photoshopped because. Uh, I will not admit to this being real in any way. <laughs> There's one scene where his crotch arrives over the corner because he's basically underneath and he steps over, and his crotch basically comes first, and then the rest of him follows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From knows it's magnetic and hypnotic. He can use it to launch to platforms. It's like Bionic Commando, but with a crotch. Magna clamp activate. <laughs> Yes, it's a careful to deactivate it's before you do. It's a
2: good thing we've moved off
1: cheese. <laughs> so much, but yeah, labyrinth is great because there's there's brilliant parts of it and there's terrible parts of it. Like the the singing puppets that can disassemble themselves and are terrible, and for some reason appear in the room at the end for no reason. When she says, "But I need you now, Hoggle," and all her friends arrive, and so do the people that try to dismember her. That is just weird. Why is that in the ending? But because, because- they have it their whole song is terrible and you can just chat over it and enjoy how bad it is it's something you can enjoy the badness of you enjoy know, it, the badness exactly well the things where they're so bad they're funny and they're good it's not like it's not like the woman in black where it was so bad it was saddening and disappointing it's so bad it's hilarious and yeah i'd say that's what you need in a christmas film you need self-aware cheese that's bad and funny yes speaking of cheese <laughs> wallace and gromit watch any wallace and gromit at christmas there we go yes Uh, A man of love and death is great. Yes. But now we're going to go into the game section. Hello, I'm Charlie McDonnell, and you're listening to The Geek Show on 104.5 CVFM. Hi, and
2: welcome back. This is 104.5 CVFM. You're with The Geek Show. Harry is still fiddling. Um, Hopefully, the sound has been fixed now. Uh, Let us know if... uh... (laughs) Yes, Jacob. Uh... (laughs) I'm not going to repeat that. On the air. Moving on. Um, Harry will be back in a second. But we are in the game section. This is a question for all of you as well. What would your ideal Christmas themed game. Or DLC be like. Now. The idea of this is. you know, If you could design a game. Or downloadable content for any game. That is currently in existence. What would you like to see. What would you like in a Christmas game. It's. Because all the Christmas Christmas games that we have so far have been awful. We talked about a few of them last week. You know uh, the Christmas themed games in DLC, Harry.
1: Christmas themed what? Gaming in DLC?
2: Yes. What would you like to see? What would if you could make one yourself? What would you like?
1: Ah, okay. This is an interesting one. I mean, in World of Warcraft, there are themed uh, Christmas things. Yeah, we're there again. Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, it's interesting, but at the same time, kind of lame. I think that a good piece of DLC to be holiday themed at all would have to not only, you know, be very honest about the holiday it's representing, translate it somewhat into the universe. Like, uh, Warcraft doesn't actually have the actual... It doesn't have, like, Valentine's Day. It has Love is in the Air Festival. Yes. Um, uh,
2: just a quick thing. Jacob Afro guy. it's little Miss Moffat. Hmm? Sat on her tuffet.
1: <laughs> what did I miss in here, I wonder? Yes. Uh,
2: Jacob put in a nice little comment about you fiddling.
1: Oh god. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I I asked how Harry
2: the, the King of uh I asked
1: how the stream was and it was a bit juddery still, so I said that I'd have a fiddle then I realized and I said with the st- with the sound with yes, the sound. Yes.
2: Uh I refuse to comment on that. Uh it's too easy. Anyway, Probably back wise. to the back to the ultimate uh, Christmas themed game. Yeah,
1: I would like uh DLC or additional content related to a season. To to Christmas to translate Christmas into its own mythos. You can't just do it outright; it won't work.
2: First-person shooter where Santa has to, you know, where Santa has to throw toys at all the naughty kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, but there's so much you can do with first-person shooters. That's the thing. Like uh, Halo has these mods that allow you to things like the like the grunts when they would make happy noises or they explode into confetti when you kill them. Like in the Day of the Dead, I think it'd be great if you if they turn into sweets like piñatas. If they pop and make piñata things. And what if, like, you killed someone and then they unwrapped and you got, like, a chocolate in there or something? And you can get loads of chocolates and maybe, I don't know, buy a festive hat.
2: Now, uh, you you know the game, you know Cabela's games? They do the uh, hunting games. They do, like, the big game hunt and stuff like that. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elf hunting.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> at least it's package. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, oh, what, if, what if you had like a Futurama thing to it, like there was a dungeon where you have to storm the evil Santa's Ice Fortress and kill a load of elves to get there. They could have a dungeon that was Christmas themed. Yes. That'd be so cool. I mean, like, in mean, WoW again, at Halloween there's a special dungeon, but it's only one room and there's only one enemy. And so it's a little bit lame. Also, they use the textures from the really, really old version. They don't update any of it, even though that map's been completely revamped. It's really embarrassing. They don't have proper trees. They have six pieces of paper that are slanted together. I could do that at home with you paper. Know,
2: it would be brilliant if if in EVE, right, you you just in the middle of a battle and then Santa on his sleigh just went by... Just as a random bit from CCP, you couldn't target it. You couldn't shoot it. It just suddenly like just goes through the middle of the battle, <laughs> going. Ho-ho-ho-ho. Would you want like?
1: Would you want like a Santa spaceship, or would you like exactly as is? Sa- exactly as is. That would be pretty fun. I mean, ah, oh, but the thing is, there have been like festive theme games that haven't sucked. They have happened, like uh, Costume Quest hmm. was the Halloween-themed one from Double Fine. Double Fine, and basically it was you—you you become. Just so everyone hero. is
2: everyone is aware, Harry is actually getting paid to say it in that voice. <laughs> Am I sweet? <laughs> <laughs> Double by fine. Not by and us. Not by us. And the
1: thing of it's how you pronounce it. It's one of those things. It's, uh, it's like, oh, what was the guy? There was a, the, the Belgian guy that you were mentioning earlier from the news. I really wanted to redo his name to be more fancy, because he's Belgian. Uh, and the thing is, Costume Quest actually went from a combination of, like, Day of the Dead and Halloween, and it worked together, and uh, they basically made a game out of the Halloween mythos. And they made it work. And I think you could totally do that with Christmas. It's like Rise of the Guardians. It looks like a really good festive themed film yeah with mythos in it mythos is such an interesting thing to use to make something out of it's like myths and stories and legends and tales these are these are grand. these are building blocks for games no do
2: the saint nick game where he has to go around to where he has to go around being a hero and eventually he'll level up into santa claus <laughs> <laughs> that'd
1: be cool or like have elves go on damage control Yeah, like accidental present swaps and you've got to stop the six-year-old opening a chainsaw by morning (laughs) there's there's a lot of uh, potential for it and i believe if you do it with the right level of humor because i said self-aware the secret to christmas is self-aware cheese i think i'm going to have to make this a shirt because it sounds stupid uh the right level of my cheese
2: is self aware
1: (laughs) the right level of humor i think would really make it work would not work
2: on a (laughs) t-shirt
1: Something by PopCap, something by Double Fine, I think would totally make a really good Christmas game. Because it has to be humorous. The yes. whole thing about Christmas is it's funny, it's stupid, it's ridiculous. Yeah. We celebrate the the, the the death of a Palestinian we may not even believe in with chocolate and trees and carols and young Frankenstein being rerun.
2: And a big fat guy in a red suit, which was originally green until Coke got their hands on it. Um, yeah, yeah, and we're like,
1: we, I don't even know. Do you know the thing that really confuses me? Right. Uh, just
2: before before I talk about what confuses me, is uh, Tucky is saying he's surprised that no one made an end-of-the-world Christmas game this year. Uh, Jacob Afroguy is saying A happy new <laughs> A apocalypse. Christmas apocalypse. Yeah. Jacob Afroguy is offering some titles. A happy new ap- apocalypse. Merry Slay Mess. Left for Jolly. End of Season. Murder Dash. <laughs> Grand Theft <laughs> Slay. Undead Edition.
1: Oh, okay. So, here's the thing. you ha- You are Santa, and you're in 2012. And there's a zombie apocalypse. But you've got to get all the toys out, and the toys will include cures this year. So what you do is you go to Toys R Us, and you have a zombie survival apocalypse thing, like Dead Rising in a Toys R Us. You've
2: just... Remar- you've just oh, I've just start the-
1: Do it at Teesside Park, there's loads of different places. No, a,
2: the best Christmas game would be, right, Jeffrey... Uh, basically it's like a Super Smash Brothers game with Jeffrey versus Santa versus like uh, Mickey versus all of these other toy icons. You've got Action Man and you've got
0: and like
1: specials different suits for Santa based on different popular Santa films. Yeah. You know Okay. Oh okay. that would be amazing a and Super Smash have...
2: Brothers type game like that, but with all of the kind of toy icons. Oh
1: yeah, have each Christmas's Christmas number one toy. So you'll have Buzz Lightyear, you'll have Mickey You'll have Furby, Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's brilliant. Oh my God, it would it would be awesome, and you know the ultimate characters in there would be Jeffrey and Santa.
1: Mm-hmm. You could unlock the Rise of the Guardians cast. Santa, of course, would be an alternate suit with an alternate voice, possibly yes. It, it could work. I, I also want to point out here why I'm really proud of DreamWorks at the moment for The Rise of the Guardians. Tattoos are never portrayed in a positive fashion, but Santa has tattoos. I'm so happy. It's a small victory, but it's so cool.
2: Yes. It's uh, also Russian. Tucky is also saying Power Rangers. Uh, oh, God.
1: Oh, Power Rangers versus Santa Claus versus the Easter Bunny from Australia from Rise of the Guardians versus Mickey Mouse. This is an interesting fever dream, and I want to play it.
2: Uh, well, it must be the cheese.
1: <laughs> i think we had a bit too much cheese yes it's a fevered cheese dream self-aware fever cheese
2: <laughs> yes uh okay then uh moving on in terms of christmasiness and by christmas i mean going back to our broad definition of yeah. christmas on one side you have uh you know you have the jesus fest mm-hmm. on on the other side you have you know dysfunctional family mm-hmm. um what how would you rate the consoles or handhelds in terms of christmas ah. using that very broad definition what would be the best or the worst
1: i'd say for christmas? That a christmas console would basically you need to there's two op, there's two paths yeah there's you have a lot of time before a big meal and so you'd need something that you can quite you can enjoy for a decent amount of period
2: or you have a lot of time after a big meal and you need to burn the calories Yeah,
1: we fit, connect. Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, DDR. They're selling the new DDR entirely out of Psy. Yes. The advert is 100% Gangnam style. I'm like, are there any other people in there? You don't care! We've got Gangnam in this!
2: I saw the best thing. Uh, Psy was giving giving a little bit of a talk. He got invited to Oxford University of all the places.
1: I was going to (laughs) say, please say he did TED. That would be amazing. uh,
2: And he was... uh, Someone, asked, uh, someone said, you know, what, uh, what's your, uh, He was talking about dreams and nightmares. He was saying, dream gangnam style, you know, it's 800 million views on YouTube. You know, that's the dream. The nightmare is, I've got to beat horse riding dance. I've got to beat. Gangnam style. <laughs> I've got to beat the, uh, that elevator scene. <laughs> I've got to beat
1: all of that. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. A new level of madness. Yeah, cause... he's
2: got to beat all of that. And he's got to beat an 800 million views, almost a billion views on YouTube. It's like, that's the nightmare. I've, he's got to beat all of that.
1: Wow. If he can actually keep that going, he'd like eclipse everyone. He's eclipsed Bieber. He would eclipse... Gaga he would eclipse everyone who's out right now if he could keep it going. Yeah, he, I mean like none of us think probably think he can, but at the, the same time, none music, of us would think Gangnam happened. The
2: American Music Awards, he was a, he did a mashup with him and MC Hammer of all the people, MC Hammer, and he was wearing the Hammer pants.
1: <laughs> nice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's great, Sai so he is. Uh yeah, Gangnam Style, there's my Christmas music, <laughs> I'd say. Because you get to dance like a fool. You dr- you dress fancy, dance cheesy. That's the rule of Gangnam Style. We're back to cheese again. This is the secret of Christmas.
2: Oh, you know uh, that guy on Fox News, uh, whatever his name is, uh, O'Reilly? Uh, uh, jerky,
1: jerky jerk face. not, not, not researched?
2: Yeah, uh, him. He uh, and some psychiatrists talking about Gangnam Style... Uh, it was brilliant he was saying oh i don't even know, you know uh, it's it's not music it's not even entertainment if you can't understand the words you're like i'm sitting there going but it's in a foreign
1: language mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean some of us have looked up the subtitles for this i mean uh, some of us looked up the subtitles and the translation for caramel Dance." but the, so it, it gets better
2: he's talking about how he knows like 16 guys in new york in manhattan called psy and none of them look like psy they're like yeah because he's korean <laughs>
1: Wow, why is they're like uh? Fox News. Much?
2: Why do you happen?
1: Why Fox News? You don't need to exist. Yeah, seriously, and you embarrass a lot of us by merely existing.
2: Yeah, Sai is. Tug is right. Sai is sick of teaching people the horse riding dance.
1: Yes, uh, although I do love how oh, I mentioned it last time. How he had to teach Brittany in high heels, and she was, and Ellen was like, "Oh, you should take those off," and he was like, "No, no, 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 leave them on. Dress fancy, dance cheesy," and Britney's face of yay. I get to leave my really high heels on yeah. while dancing like a horse.
0: <laughs> my feet.
2: My ankles are going to snap.
1: <laughs> it's like, good, sight good.
2: Oh, God, there was a joke in my head there, but I realized I could not say it on the radio because I would offend
1: a lot of people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tell it to me afterwards. Yes.
1: Uh, what, the, what on earth were we on about? Games, Christmas games, <laughs> I think. Well, now, definitely Gangnam Style on DDR. Obviously.
2: Oh, yeah, but consoles. I mean, what console are you most
1: likely to use? Okay, I'd say apps on a smartphone would be a good one to use. Something casual that you can do, like a bit of Bejeweled, a bit of Plants vs. Zombies, between stuff, and while you're in the background, because you get forced into backgrounds in rooms sometimes if there's a lot of relatives around. Uh, Oh, what did I love playing on Christmas? Okay, I love getting together with my brothers, because I I grew up in a family of six, uh, and... We had a PS2 to share between us in the day when the PS2 was freshly released. Getting a PS1 was a big thing when we got it as our first console with a random selection of games, including Breath of Fire 3, which started my love of JRPGs. And we get together, my brothers, and we always play really good multiplayer old games like Crash Bash or uh, Fur Fighters, which is a really really good game on the PS2 for multiplayer purposes. And we just have our own oh, Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Brawl and Smash Bros. Melee. Just have at it with these really old nostalgia pieces. I think, How about you? Yeah, <laughs> I think that nostalgia is a great part of Christmas. Mario
2: Kart on the SNES. You know, uh, there was, for years we would break out the SNES and Mario Kart was it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but these days, I've got to say, if, if it depends on what... See, I'd say the Nintendo Wii as a family thing because even though even though you've got like other games that you can play on the Wii, mm-hmm. it's the Wii Sports and the Wii Sports Resort that would probably get the biggest amount of you'd probably get the biggest amount of entertainment from.
1: True. All that depends on the family. I mean, I, I know that everyone in our house would like to just relax for a while, enjoy their presence, And I've know, got chill. two
2: brothers who are very competitive. All three of us compete with each other all the time. Yeah, I can see it for the your u- family. Though. The usual things. I mean, right now I am the current. I am currently the Scrabble champion for the last. Eight years. Oh, we should um, play I love Scrabble. Eight years running, I've been the Scrabble champion. Hmm. Yes.
1: You know how we played Magic, that one show? Yes. If it's just us two next week, do you want to play Scrabble? We could do. Awesome.
2: <laughs> what do you think, a guys? Plan <laughs> a plan is formed. A plan is <laughs> formed. Actually,
1: yeah. Which game would you like me and Rob to play while we're doing radio? Because <laughs> we have, like, if there's only two, two of us in the studio and people are away for a lot of Christmas stuff right now, we can just put a thing between us. and. There's Harry us.
2: versus the Walking Dictionary.
1: You guys can play along if you want as well. I mean, it, it's possible. We could figure out a way. <laughs> oh, how, I don't know. How about uh, Tucky, like, play, and then you could be a representative, and people could work with Tucky to have the, their words. We should do something like this. It, it would be so Christmas much fun. Christmas special. This is for the Christmas special. Oh, yeah, the Christmas special. Oh, we have well, such uh, we, plans. We, we will tell you. Uh, we uh, have the such beautiful spe- plans. Christmas
2: special will just be fun and games. Mm-hmm. There will be challenges to compete. Mm-hmm. Uh, complete, and if you win if you win the challenges we will be giving out prizes we do have a stack of prizes to give away uh, we'll be giving out all sorts of prizes on the Christmas special, 23rd of December.
1: Yep, we're right close to the date. You may have realised that we've not, we're have not we not doing a, uh, a 12, giveaway this week. Yeah,
2: we're not doing any give, giveaways until Christmas Day, because we're giving away a lot on Christmas, uh, sorry, uh, Christmas special, because mm-hmm. we're giving away a fair few on, yeah. cr- on the Christmas special. Yeah, we've got a special. lot
1: of stuff from old conventions lying around. We've got a lot of new stuff that's small that's lying around. and yes. Yeah, we've got stuff we can do. And some of it's really fun, like, oh, guys, I don't know if you saw my post ages ago, we've got a griff ball, we've got a, a plushy griff ball from Halo. From uh the rooster teeth and red versus blue. It it's it's really detailed. Rooster
2: as well. teeth, the man with the most amazing name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's a company. I know, but rooster teeth. <laughs> Person with the most amazing name, still Nao Zook. Now Zook. She's the she's Japanese and she's from the market department at NIS America. Ah yes, yes, yes. Amazing
2: yes. name. Yes. Um but yes. Uh so consoles then. What console are you most likely to play at Christmas? What uh, you know, with the family or by
1: yourself? If we ignore if we get a new game at Christmas. Yes. Okay, because otherwise it would be that one. Yeah. Uh, I would likely play some Warcraft to see which of my friends are online. Uh, Because it's the reason people play MMOs. If you're judgy about an MMO, play one with your friends. That's the main way to enjoy one. Yes,
2: that's right. Play with your friends.
1: And at Christmas, it's really great. Oh, my friends, when we were playing Final Fantasy XI, they threw me a surprise birthday thing on Final Fantasy XI. Uh, just one of them took me out into the fields to train a bit because I was low-leveled. And then they will burst out from behind some rocks and lose loads of fireworks because we were all apart at the time. It was the summer holidays. And MMOs are great for stuff like that, definitely. So I'd, I'd be on World of Warcraft for a little bit. I'd be hanging out and seeing who was around. I'd probably be on my PSP because I can turn it off and on very casually. It's a very casual console. Uh, playing a bit of Persona 3 because I'm a dungeon whore. Uh, and I would just play loads of dungeoning. Uh, and then just turn it off when it's time Harry to it
2: Harry is the dungeon crawler. <laughs> oh, I
1: love it. I love it. Like, it's oh, 3 ha-
2: o'clock in the morning, Harry's got a PSP in one hand and a cup of tea in the other. He's just lying on the floor trying to crawl out the door. Hook the tea <laughs> to my veins. <laughs> yes. oh,
1: I, I, I love a good dungeon crawler. Like, Diablo would be fun on Christmas, because you get multiplayer mode in. But what about with the family? With the family, uh, Crash Bash, Fur Fighters, Vigar Revenge, both of the Super Smash Bros., Ooh! If we had a PS3, totally old, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale hmm. would do. It looks so good, but yeah. I've, I've I'm not able to play it.
2: I'll tell you, uh, I've had a, I've had a chance to try the new Wii U.
1: Oh yeah, you were saying? Yes,
2: uh, I'm seriously impressed. Hmm. Uh, Nintendo really broke the mold when they brought out the Wii, hmm. and they've done it again with the Wii U. Now a lot of people who haven't actually tried the Wii U, have basically been making judgment calls on mm-hmm. what it's like and, you know, uh, it's a Nintendo thing. And they're going on the basis of what the Wii was like.
1: Yeah, well, the Wii was great at first, but then they didn't use it.
2: Well, this is the thing gamers. By their nature are uh, uh, rather elitist and rather snobbish mm-hmm. um, because they they 've written the Wii off as a games console saying, "Oh you know you can't there are no games for it there are games for it mm-hmm. it 's just you know nobody bothered looking for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me make that clear you didn 't bother looking for them the ge- the, it 's the, Tatsuno- uh, 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 the only console that has that has Tatsunoko versus Capcom it 's the only console that has that. It even has a giant, you know, the uh, huge uh, arcade type joysticks. Oh. Yeah, it's got those. It's the only console that has those. Wow, I'm, cool. I, I'm, I need to stress that the only the only console from the previous generation consoles that had those arcade joysticks.
1: Well, there was the the Xbox. Sorry, uh, no, pad. it was
2: Tatsunoko versus SNK. Um, okay, Tatsunoko was Battle of the Planets. Hmm. Yes. Uh, it, it was like all my childhood cartoons in a fighting game. The w- and there's me just going, oh.
1: <laughs> oh, God, your eyes when you did that. Uh, the, 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 the Wii U does look like it's gotten off to a great start by the game that's pimping the most. The maximum pimping, The ultimate pimpage. Zombie U. Gone to Zombie U. Yeah. Which is very clearly I'll, from its art I'll, not a child's game.
2: I'll tell you, the, the Zombie U, I've had a try of, mm-hmm. really... It's it's weird getting the getting the hang of the game. It's very very strange getting the hang of the, hang of the game. Because yeah, I imagine it's a, you, basically more of a tutorial split, for
1: the Wii U itself. It, it,
2: well, you've got what's effectively split screen action. You've got the uh, you've got the controller with mm-hmm. the uh, with the display on there. Mm-hmm. Then you've got your TV. But the brilliant thing about it is the way it's tied the two together. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the way that you have to use the controller to do certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, when the zombies are really up close, and mm-hmm. the way other things happen on the normal on the normal screen.
1: That's interesting. I mean in a way Nintendo have been trialing that technology for years with GBA interfaces. Well,
2: let's put it this way. You remember the you remember when PlayStation 3 came out and everyone was going, "Oh, the six-axis controller is amazing." And uh, Nintendo
1: uh, Sony's executives were, yeah,
2: yeah, but, uh, but it wasn't just Sony's executives. A uh, few of the other, a uh, few of the uh, magazines were saying, "Oh, the six-axis controller, uh, it, it, you know, it's fantastic. It's it, it, you can do this and this and this." But they never used it. Yeah, six-axis basically died a death. Now, it's imagine nice.
1: it was very rarely used. It, it was used in Infamous, and I actually quite like that. Yeah,
2: imagine it was also used in Little Big Planet. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, but imagine the six-axis actually being used in a game. Mm. That's what the Wii controller does the other brilliant thing is the wii controller being a standalone console for certain games as well Mm -hmm. you know and i thought that was that was amazing Mm -hmm. you know uh uh, the armored edition of arkham uh, of arkham city Mm -hmm. which is only available on the wii u that you can play arkham city just on the controller you don't need a tv
1: that is some good technology
2: that's what i mean Uh, right now it's the most powerful games console in the world
1: I'm quite proud of Nintendo for that, because, oh, to paraphrase... And developers, paraphrase, developers
2: par- are going to to follow themselves, because they've been waiting for something bigger and badder.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah, and games do work if you just have one interesting use of the controls, which indie people yeah. love. I mean, uh, to to quote my feelings on the Wii U and my worries of it, it's a paraphrase, because there's swears, uh, from Checkpoint, which is loading-ready Run's series on uh, Penny Arcade TV, uh, which is... They quoted someone who said that the Wii U stood up graphically and functionally to the Xbox 360 and the PS3. As soon as Graham uh, Stark had finished the quote, he said, I should bleeping hope so, they've been out for seven years. Yes. And so I'm glad not only has the Wii U stepped up to that, but they've been a new generation console. They've actually got new things, it's improved, it's better, stronger, harder, yes. harder, harder, but better, faster, with interfaces and touchscreens and all kinds of stuff.
2: Okay, very quick uh, pick of the geek. Your top three recommendations for Christmas gaming?
1: Uh, Persona Three, because uh, it's awesome. Uh, Plants vs Zombies, it's very casual, easy to pick up, easy to put down, and whichever MMO your friends are playing, it's not antisocial to socialize. Simple as. Uh, what are yours?
2: Um, I would have to say if you haven't tried it yet, go and try The Secret World.
1: Oh yeah, I've bought that. I need to play it.
2: Yes, I'm not even. Uh, I won't suggest Eve because Eve, uh, Eve. Is a bit of a, a bit of a chore. It's more like a job to some people. Yeah, by all means, um, but start the Secret World. If you if you get a chance, give it a try. It is a. V- I don't play it for the game. I play it for what I find out. Hmm. I play it for you know the mysteries. I play it for the conspiracies.
1: You play an MMO for the story. It's rare. That's really awesome. Yeah, that that's unheard of.
2: I mean, this is the thing. The whole idea behind it was that all of the conspiracies, all of the mysteries, everything was real. Yeah,
1: every myth and legend is truth. Yeah, but hidden.
2: But this is the thing. Finding out what's behind all of it is. That's the. That's what I love about that game. It's mm. actually managed to catch my attention in a way that no other MMO has.
1: Nice. I mean, we both were looking forward to it for ages, given yeah. the openness of it.
2: Um. Tucky says Wii Sports Bowling. I have to. I, I, I I'm not going to say that Wii Sports Bowling. I'm going to say Wii Sports in general mm-hmm. is another Christmas recommendation. Or oh, Wii Sports Resort, if you if you've got it, Wii Sports Resort has all the, has all the games, but it's a lot. It's put together better and it's a lot more developed. Cool. Has the uh, little dongle that makes the controller more sensitive. Archery is a brilliant one.
1: I do love Next a bit set. of archery. Yeah,
2: um, and I'd have to say if you've never played it. Mario Kart.
1: Oh, of course. Any generation?
2: Mario Kart or Burnout 3. Ah. Burnout 3 really changed the whole driving driving game.
1: Fair enough. And I'll
2: explain why when we come back.
1: This is Human, creator of Scandinavian in the world, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Winding down the saber pulse, it is back to The Geek Show, and we're in the television section. How are you all doing?
2: Yay! Uh, I am going to follow up with this. Uh, tucky is uh, being—he's uh, been nominated for best ana- best uh, retailer in the Neo Mag Awards.
1: Oh, sh- yes! Christ, congratulations! It, it,
2: everyone vote for Tucky. We love the Tucky, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, Tucky I- gets our vote as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to say it's not only favoritism here because it, it is a bit of favoritism. Well, also- no, there's
2: there's there's lots of favoritism. There's not a bit, but oh, exactly. You know, Tucky is mm-hmm. one of the best retailers we know. Mm.
1: Oh, yeah, he is. He's an online retailer. He's attempted to do shop retail, I heard you say recently. Yeah. Uh, he's running his own convention. He goes to lots of other conventions. And the thing is, out of everyone we've met at Cons, Tucky is genuinely passionate about getting genuine products out there and hoping that is get the money they deserve. Yeah. Uh, he's insanely focused on that, and I'm really happy someone is. I mean,
2: uh, he's up against some stiff competition. Uh, you know, Amazon... Uh, yes, Amazon, HMV, Play.com, United Publications, the uh, the Sheffield Space Centre.
1: How (laughs) did you get into this listing? This is really big people.
2: I know, I'm impressed, Tucky. Yeah, I'm seriously, uh, I'm seriously impressed. the The problem is, I'm looking through this neo mag neo mag list. Actually, we'll talk about that when we get to animation, right? <laughs> Let's talk about uh, we'll leave that to, leave that to one side. We'll Let's talk about keep... TV before we do anything else. <laughs> which TV shows do you think? And this is for all of you. Which TV shows do you think deserve a Christmas special?
1: Yes, we know of all too well which ones don't, and which ones tried and failed in horrible firing agony. Uh, but which things do you think, and it's not just like which TV series is, because Christmas specials happen a lot of just like a one-off uh, TV version, like the whole Pratchett thing started out as uh, the Hogfather had a one-off special. And they went, oh, my God, this is a great revenue source. Oh, my
2: God, loads of money.
1: Oh, my God, loads dollars. We should make another thing like this. And then I did The Color of Magic, and it was amazing. And then it did The Going Postal. It was okay. It was, it was apparently good, but not as good as the other two. Yes. Because it lacked uh, that guy. David Jason. Yeah, David Jason.
2: Well, it wasn't just that it lacked that guy. They had to compress it a lot, and so they missed out certain bits, ah. which made the story... Brilliant. Also, it was one of, it's one of Pratchett's later Discworld novels. If they'd stuck to doing the very uh, to to the early ones like Hogfather, oh, doing it know, in order maybe. Well, maybe not doing it in order. If they'd done like uh, Men at Arms, for <laughs> example, uh, which and I would love to <laughs> have seen them do Men at Arms, oh, or, oh, or Guards, Guards, even you know oh, when yeah. they introduced Captain Carrot. Who, and the reason why he's called Carrot is because he's you know he's shaped like a carrot. You know, uh, thin waist. Huge shoulders.
1: <laughs> oh, I'd love. Monstrous Regiment would make a nice Christmas special. Monstrous Regiment it's, would be brilliant. It's so colourful in that. One. Yeah, he is <laughs> yeah. a vampire addicted to coffee.
2: No, uh, the e- the ego who's actually an Igorina um, <laughs> who says the uh, the this like the the be- he had the best line. You know, he's suffering from multiple. Uh, what do you mean, multiple? Uh, 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 well, m- multiple, as in everything is multiple. <laughs> you know, all his injuries, he's got multiple of every injury. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. I'd say, I'd say, yeah, more Pratchett is basically one thing, definitely. Uh, I'd say a one-off Christmas special of a book from the Icewind Dale trilogy by R. Salvatore, which is The Legend of and or Drist the uh Dark Elf, he's a drow. And the Icewind Dell trilogy was the first one to him. I can't remember the first, the name of the first book from it. Ah, but it's good. Yeah, but what TV show deserves a Christmas special? What TV show? Sherlock. Sherlock. I, I want more Sherlock. <laughs> Doctor Who's gonna have a Christmas special anyway. QI could have two Christmas specials. I'd go with that.
2: One for Stephen Fry and another one for Stephen Fry. Uh, yes,
1: one for you, one for you again, Stephen. Good, Stephen. Do more stuff, Stephen. Because
2: there's not enough Stephen Fry on TV already. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> no, you're right, there isn't. He should read all the audiobooks. Oh, what I want for Christmas, I want Stephen Fry doing an audio reading of jo- of John Green's The Fault in Our Stars.
2: I thought you'd just want Stephen Fry to do the reading to you personally.
1: Oh, yeah, by my bedside, that's what I mean. <laughs> Tell me a story, Stephen. Oh, if he gets kids. Oh, why wouldn't he? Oh, actually, no, because if your dad dies and it's also Stephen Fry, that's your world gone. Oh, I'm depressed myself. Anyway, take yeah, this back, Jesus. What about you guys?
2: In the, what about you? Uh, the, all the listeners out there, what TV show do you think deserves a Christmas special? Nobody, no, not one of you should ever say Red Dwarf. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Red Dwarf did the Christmas special. Uh I should never do another one. Blackadder did a Christmas spe- special and then made the mistake of doing another one. We saw what happened there. The first Christmas special that mm-hmm. Blackadder did, you know, Blackadder, uh, which
1: one was which? Because Blackadder's
2: uh, Christmas Carol was the very first Blackadder Christmas uh, I've not seen that Christmas one. I've seen one where they go through time. Yeah, Blackadder back and forth, which was awful. Uh Blackadder's Christmas uh, Christmas Carol was basically where uh Blackadder is mm-hmm. he's, he's really j- he, he you know, he's He runs a shop where he's really generous with everybody, Mm -hmm. and he's always helping everybody. Mm -hmm. He's always kind to everybody, and oh,
1: and he's visited by three ghosts that make him surly and yeah, surly and a
2: Scrooge. And he, the people who he's surly and a Scrooge to, are Queen Victoria and Prince Albert.
1: (laughs) Nice. Okay, that I need to see. That's on my list.
2: Um, After that, they should never have made another Blackadder special.
1: Ooh, the Muppet Show Christmas special. I I like Jim Henson at Christmas. That's the thing. Henson Alternative exists now. They're a new thing. They're they're, they're independent of Disney. Yes. That's why they're doing YouTube work. Yes. They should do something. And Brian Henson works there. All the interview wants. Um, Bloody hell. Which, Which TV series should get a Christmas special? More for Futurama. I would love to see more Futurama. Just because it's amazing um, Game of Thrones, would that work?
2: No, Game of Thrones Christmas Special That'd be strange and disturbing um, Oh, no,
1: they'd, they'd have to find some way to translate So it'd be like, the day when you get rid of things you won't need through the winter Oh, do you know what? Because, you know, in winter you you take what you need and not anything else
2: Have you seen the thing about the uh, news Newsnight when Jerry pa- Jeremy Batman did the weather?
1: Oh, maybe I can't remember. Uh, and
2: he's like, uh, "Yeah, uh, it's going to be raining in some parts. Parts where it's raining, and in other parts where it's not raining, it won't be raining. That's the weather. <laughs> that was it." <laughs> and then oh. it, the, the next day, he had to do. He had to do it again. He's like, uh, hmm. "And tonight's weather report, take an umbrella."
1: <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I got one. I got one. <laughs> the ultimate QI Christmas panel. Who? Yes. So it would have to be Stephen Fry hosting. And then the four people you want to see most at Christmas on TV doing something. I think I would like uh, it to be Stephen Fry hosting, uh, Tim Minchin, who would be fantastic on, Alan Davies, of course, you'd need Alan Davies on there.
2: No, I think for for a Christmas special, Alan Davies should be hosting.
1: Oh, yeah, he's done that sometimes, hasn't he? Yes,
2: Uh, Tucky says Heroes, if it was still around.
1: Oh, God, yeah, definitely. Heroes Christmas in special. Series 1 content. Oh, yes.
2: Johnny, uh, Jacob Afro guy, I totally agree with you. Johnny Bravo Christmas special. <laughs> it has to be done. You know totally. you want a Johnny Bravo Christmas special. Do the monkey.
1: <laughs> sure. Fantastic. Oh, Cartoon Network mashup Christmas special. Cartoon Network has crossovers all... Well, I used to have crossovers all the time when it had content. Uh, yeah, totally. There should be a mashup of old Cartoon Network and things like Johnny Bravo and Dexter's Lab.
2: Do you know what I like? You're right, because they do do Christmas shows in things like NCIS. Oh yeah. But you know what I like about them? They they try. You know, they have the Christmas thing in the background. Yeah. Of it, it takes uh, a backseat. You know, it takes a back seat. Um It might still have a Christmassy message, but uh, I like the way they do that. Mm. You know, they don't make a huge song and dance about it. It's very, uh, mm. it's very understated, mm. and I do quite like that kind of christmas christmas uh, episode
1: oh yeah definitely okay okay i think i figured out my qi panel it would be alan H- alan davies hosting and then the two sides would be like against each other <laughs> and it would be combined points of fry and laurie versus tim minchin and dara o'brien
2: oh no but uh you should have Stephen fry as uh, jeeves uh, Hugh Laurie uh, as <laughs> no, no, House. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, I'm, I'm trying to think. I if think th- if they actually did it in them in their most memorable characters.
1: I'm trying to think of what Tim Minchin's done acting-wise. Benedict and it, and his... Cumberbatch as Sherlock. Ah, too much <laughs> fandom. Can't contain. <laughs> ah. No, but if they actually did it. And playing, Matt Smith as
2: Doctor Who. Yeah, if they did it in their roles. Mm-hmm. And oh. then, and then you have um, Alan Davies uh, as what? Because he used to play that TV detective. Oh, Jonathan Creek. Yeah, it, uh, Alan Davies is Jonathan Creek. <laughs>
1: That'd be interesting. <laughs> doing a bit of role play on the TV that, like that. That would be awesome. No, wait. That's what they do in the Weakest Link.
2: <laughs> yes, Tucky is trying to say Scooby currently. Uh, apparently, Johnny Bravo did the uh, bleepy do. Crossover, which was class.
1: Oh, yeah, he did! And it was so stupid! It was. Yes, apparently
2: Scooby is still a
1: swear. Uh, I still don't understand that. Does anyone know why? Are we allowed to say it on radio? I hope we are. There was a whole Scooby trend a while ago. It was like a few years back. I hope it. I still. It's so interesting! Should we make up a meaning for it? Because it it doesn't have to be like anything super rude. Because remember, there's swear words out there that are. Rude for really innocuous things like female dog or pregnant fish. Yes, pregnant fish. That the word for that actually, is actually. I think
2: I figured it out. It seems to be just the just the word Scooby, Scooby. Very. Oh, sorry, Scoob. Scoob. Yeah.
1: Well, as in scuba dive. Can you type? Scuba? Yeah.
2: If you just type in because I've just tried typing in Scoob mm-hmm. and then space Y and it's just come up with uh, the uh, stars for Scoob. So apparently Scoob is the. Uh, is this term that nobody seems to know whether it's swearing or not. Hmm.
1: Your challenge is to try and invent a fun thing which the word scoob could be a swear version of. And don't forget that swears happen for innocuous things. It could be a bottle of coke in a hat. Yes. It could be an upside-down chair.
2: Yes. Anyway, um... We're going to go
1: into the animation graphic literature section. Very quick
2: question, though. What book or comic or game would you like to see have a Christmas special?
1: Oh so many wants um, John Patrick Lowry's Dancing with Eternity which I'm reading right now and it is actually really really good and I love the characters and I love to see them have Christmas
2: ok um, alright you guys in the uh, in the stream let us know what uh, let us know what you, what book or comic or game you would like to see made as a TV special mhm you know what you loved what you think deserves one. i think they should do uh i think they should do the uh lego christmas special but in the style of you know the lego games yeah yeah yeah. you know with the humor that they have in the games the very tongue-in-cheek oh, humor i think yeah. they should do a lego christmas special
1: yeah a, a, a filmatic version of one of the lego game thingies yes Sure. Oh, what would they do? Which one? Which film Do you want to see a Lego film version of for Christmas? Yes. Uh, we're going to come back in the anime and Graphic Literature sections. We will see you there. Hey, everybody. This is Billy West from Futurama. Hi. How you doing? I hope you're doing lousy because I'm doing lousy. And I don't want anybody to be happy if I'm not happy. Now get me a sandwich with nuggets on it. <laughs> All right. This is Zapp You're listening to The Geek Show on
2: 104.5 CVFM. <laughs> Hey, and welcome back. This is four point five CVFM. You're with The Geek Show. Mm-hmm. I was about to say Literary Loitering, but <laughs> you're with The Geek Show. Literary Loitering is the other show that I do. Oh, uh,
1: I, da- I have a dare you, I think. I, on Literary Loitering, can you review uh, John Green's The Fault in Our Stars?
2: I will try, but it may not be this week.
1: Okay. You, are you aware of the book? Yes. Okay, cool. Because, guys, guys, there's a YouTuber and, like, Nerdfighter... He's the guy, one of the guys from the blog, blog brothers who made the whole... What the word Nerdfighter is and all that stuff. And Nerdfighteria. His book is now, like, number one in loads of countries. And it's on the Times' best book of 2012 list. Yes. And it's, it, and, like, it's the number one spot above everyone else, including J.K. Rowling. And, basically, as an adult... Uh, John Green's reaction was to go, Oh my god, this is amazing! Oh my god, Uh, God. Curb I'm so happy for him. I need to read this book. I I respect the man a lot. I hope the book lives up to it. But yeah, he's the author of things like Looking for Alaska as well, and he gets taught in schools. So, good for him.
2: Yes, anyway, uh, we are in the final section, uh, Animation, Graphic, Literature. Um, Before we... uh, Because... we don't really have any questions for this cuz we covered most of the uh, covered a lot of stuff um i, I do want to so. talk about the the neo awards a little bit um we do have a couple of pick of the geeks uh
1: yeah we need to look into this do you Let's know the
2: pr- the, the problem i have with neo is because uh, because of the stuff that i do mm. right uh because of the crit- uh, because uh the job that I do as a critic, mm-hmm. I uh, I get to watch all these shows before they're uh, they're officially released in this country. Ah, You know, right. I get to watch them be on their official release. Oh, over, so over in Japan or in do the Do you States. not want to see
1: like large? Disclosive adverts for Here's a new series And you're like Yeah And it was terrible
2: No no uh, I mean they've got like the In their uh, anime category here They've got The Tatami Galaxy Welcome to the NHK Zandloss Memories Clanar, Broken Blade Angel Beats Spice and Wolf Pantheon Stocking with Garter Belt Blue Exorcist Squid Girl Puella uh, Mad- uh, Ma- uh, Madoka I'll call it Shiki, uh, Shiki The World God Only Knows Chaos Head Samurai Girls And Princess Jellyfish Right Princess Jellyfish is not the same as Squid Girl. No. Okay, now I'll, also, key to know I want to say something very funny. quickly about Princess Jellyfish. If you if uh, if you ha- think you know what female otaku are like, think again and watch Kuragehime, which is Princess Jellyfish. It is amazingly funny, amazingly quirky, and it is brilliant.
1: Hmm. Sounds like Kirsten Scholl. That's a good review. Well,
2: let's put it this way. It it gets a 9
1: from me. Ooh. I've t- for regular listeners will know that Rob is hard to please, and a 9 very is rare. Very hard to please.
2: A 9 is rare. Rarest is 10, yeah. which only two shows have got in 30 years.
1: A 10 is you need to buy the box set now.
2: Yeah. The Tatami Galaxy also gets a 9 from me. By the way, if you've never seen it, it's very wibbly. Um, a lot of, asks a lot of questions of the viewer, so... Be prepared if you are going to watch it.
1: Oh, there's an interesting category. Um, Best Franchise. Yes. That's an interesting one to use.
2: Best Franchise. And I note that One Piece is not on there.
1: What the hell, Neo? Like, serious. Yes. The ones that are on there, by the way, are Naruto, Bleach, Dragon Ball. If One Piece is not on there, how the hell is Dragon Ball? It is ancient. Uh, Yeah, but remember. Full Metal Alchemist. Because of the
2: license... Because of 4Kids, because of the Funimation license, One Piece is not re- has not been released in the West.
1: No, no, but Funimation have made new ones, and Fun- they're great.
2: Yeah, but it's not been released here.
1: But they have DVDs in, in America. Yeah, it's not here. Is this British specific? This is
2: specific. It's the Neo Awards. Oh. It covers this country.
1: Come on, Funimation. We actually... I, I really like the new One Piece dub. Genuinely, there's some great voice actors working on it. Brina Palencia, uh, Chris Sabat, these people know their stuff. And we know their stuff, and the other one is Fairy Tale, which I find to be it's all right. Fairy but it's a bit Tale generic. is
2: basically it's basically trying to be One Piece. Yeah, um, I
1: think that it does jokes in the wrong places. The problem.
2: Well, the thing is, uh, Fairy Tale. I actually, I, I have to say, because the guy who does Fairy Tale also did Ravemaster.
1: Yeah, right? and he's not letting it go. Jesus, the amount of times Plue appears. But
2: well, the thing is, um, I actually preferred Ravemaster to Fairy Tale.
1: Wow, that's curious.
2: And it would have been great if they'd actually ended the manga where the, where it was where it should have ended. Instead of bringing, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, this is a huge spoiler for anyone who hasn't read the manga, right?
1: Please note that we don't. In, uh, I don't know. Are you encouraging people to read the manga?
2: No, I'm not encouraging people to read the manga. Okay, I'm just saying I, I preferred it mm-hmm. to Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale is not as good as Rave Master, right? Or Rave, or whatever you want to call it. The, at the end of uh, at the, I mean in Rave Master, he plays around with ideas a lot more than he does in fairy tale for a start uh, at the end of rave Master spoiler here the uh, l- the main character Haru the ravemaster, mm-hmm. basically dies oh right it 's the whole hero dies at the end, and the main female character because she the two of them are in love with each other because she actually has to kill him mm-hmm. to save the world, she loses her memory of him completely. Oh, so it has so that bittersweet, tragic ending. And I think it would have been brilliant if all the way up to that, and then they had this huge, outstanding ending. And then they, he went and spoiled it.
1: Yeah, did they pull a Superman?
2: Yes, they pulled a Superman. Oh, great.
1: Oh, guys, I recently got linked... Actually, just very briefly on a tangent here. I recently got linked to the Justice League's uh, episode of the death of Superman. Oh, it's nigh-perfect. It's, it's brilliant, because everyone reacts accordingly. The Flash is like, God, I, I need to get my act together now. Superman's the guy who's been helping me this whole damn time. And Are when, we talking about when... Wonder Woman when... is furious. Are we talking about when... Uh... It's, it, it's Toy Man that kills him in a large right, episode okay, yeah. He comes back in the next episode, but they have the Death of Superman episode. Yeah. The best one is Batman, who doesn't believe it. Yeah. He gathers all the evidence from the crime scene and inspects it, and keeps telling Alfred why he can't be dead, and why he can't oh, yeah. attend the funeral, even though he does in secret. And I, I, it's perfect. It's absolutely pitch perfect for what those characters would think. And yes. i glad that I ag- happened. I agree with
2: you. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, Sorry. With uh, the, uh, back to the Neo Awards.
1: Yes. Uh, There's Best Asian movie Film, yeah. although I don't think we we're into many of those. Uh, anime know-
2: movies. They've got uh, Arietti, Legend of the Millennium Dragon, uh, Gans, Perfect Answer, Hitalia, Painted White, Tatsumi, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Sacred Star of Milos, Welcome to the Space Show. Gintama the movie, which is the uh, Benny Zakara arc. Uh, sorry, Benny Zakara arc. Uh, Tales of Vesperia, The First Strike, which uh, I watched like f- three or four years ago. Um,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> Ninja Scroll, uh,
2: Berserk, Egg of the King. Uh, Marduk Scramble, The First Compression. Uh, and another Berserk, Egg of the King.
1: For those who are wondering, the Ghibli contribution to that one is Arietti. Yes, uh, and therefore the one that I would actually vote for and probably will this evening is also Arietti. Um, I do genuinely love that. If film. I have
2: to, to be honest, I think that uh, off that list, Arietti is arguably the best there, followed possibly by Berserk e- Egg of the King.
1: The now, Egg of the King, I think. Kind of th-
2: those of you who have never, have never heard of Berserk or never watched Berserk, it is a very very violent story but the violence actually has meaning. Mm -hmm. It's not one of those where it's violent for the sake of being violent. Um, The character of Guts, the way he, you know, his life is all, you know, the story of his life is all about violence. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's basically the age he's in, everything like that. And there's a, there's a huge, it's one of the best things about Berserk is the difference between Guts, who is actually on the side of good Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's uh, he's full of anger and rage and hatred. And then you have Griffith, who's on the side of evil. But he's cold and calculating and beautiful. And, I lo- uh, you know, he is. That's the way he's portrayed. He And I love the fact that they're polar opposites. And where you'd expect Guts to be the evil guy, he's not.
1: Ah, that's cool. It's like one of the things I liked about Dr. Horrible is that... um. Dr. Horrible was written, personality-wise, as the perfect hero. Yes. And Captain Hammer was written as the perfect villain, but they had opposite roles.
2: Which brings me to One Piece, and this is what I was going to tell you about One Piece earlier, Mm -hmm. right? One of the best... One of the things that I've noticed about One Piece... Because I've been marathoning the anime of One Piece over the last couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. um, because... A friend of mine gave me his collection.
1: Yes, you were very happy about this. Oh my about. god,
2: I waited. I have waited for like a year mm-hmm. for him to set, for him to send it, send these uh, send it to me. And
1: I'm happy we can finally talk about it as well.
2: I am at episode uh, right in two weeks. I have watched 562 episodes of One Piece.
1: I didn't know there were that many hours in the week. That's I
2: basically put all of the TV. All my reading, all my gaming, every single bit, every single other thing that I did aside for two weeks.
1: Are you going to review One Piece? No. Okay, I was going to say. I just
2: wanted to catch up.
1: When One Piece finishes, would you? Yes. Okay. Oh,
2: um, at the the way One When Piece will that be?
1: <laughs> the year twenty twenty, <laughs>
2: probably. Uh, the way One Piece is going right now is what is seriously impressing me because One Piece is doing something that other Sean and. Uh, Shonen manga and anime aren't doing... I mean, look, in One Piece, the Fishman arc, the Fishman Island arc, it it covers racial prejudice, species prejudice, Mm -hmm. it covers genocide, Mm -hmm. slavery, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, Oh,
1: God, yeah. One Piece is actually really good with the adult themes. Like, uh, in the Impel Down arc, the thing which stunned me completely was the idea of uh, gender indeterminates. Yeah. And the fact that it brought up people who decided that they wanted the, ni- new-
2: the newcomer.
1: Yeah, the newcomer <laughs> Kempo. Yeah. And the, the the fact that Ivanikov had this load of people and they were just relaxing at a bar who expanded oh my their minds beyond how gender. Much, differences. How much of a
2: how much of a hero is Bonchan?
1: Oh Bon Clay, oh God, he's a he's such a brilliant character. He looks like a complete ridiculous weirdo, but he's such a For good friendship, character. Friendship though, you know. I know. It's Freaking love like, Bonclay.
2: Oh, bon, bon Clay was uh bon Clay was amazing. Mm. I, I was like, "Oh my god." Uh it's one of the reasons why I couldn't put One Piece as a, uh, down as a manga. I read a marathon 500 chapters in a week. Mm. It's this
1: thing that um Oda managed to do yeah. with One Piece. Make these Tucky's characters... also
2: said the taboos about blood transfusion, everything like that. You know, and yes, Tucky you know, marathoning One Piece has been worth it.
1: It's amazing. I'm 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 forever thankful to Oda for making characters that, in any other person's use, would be a joke. Well, think about if it. Anacop Naruto would be a does, joke, it, and he's funny. Do you but know, he's not somebody a
2: joke. tried telling me that Naruto had equally mature themes. I'm like, where?
1: <laughs> F that s. The whole, the
2: whole thing about uh, the whole thing about sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, uh, about uh, about self sacrifice, uh, you know, it's in One Piece. It's also in Konjiki uh, no Gashbell Bell or uh, Zatch Bell, that other people call it. Mm-hmm. Um... It's also in that. It's not in Bleach, right? It's not in Naruto, mm-hmm. uh, because their argument was, oh, Sasuke realizes he's got to he's got to sacrifice his friend in order to get the get this ultimate power. And, like that's not that that's that's like, just I'm sorry, but that's a four-letter word that I'm not even going to say. Um, yeah,
1: it's, uh, for those who aren't familiar, Sasuke reads the family scrolls and discovers that the way to attune uh, Sharangan is to kill your best friend. Yes. Yeah, these are these are like social things. This isn't like a bloodline related thing. And he gets it and doesn't even kill Naruto. Yes. He leaves him. And so he cheats yeah. and wins and it's I mean, pointless. Point-
2: it's the any slobby thing. I mm. mean, secret government organizations assassinating people, killing you know, oh, uh, and the whole thing with the mm. Buster Call, and, you yeah. know, the destruction of the island of Ohara just because they wanted to know the truth. Mm.
1: Oh, and all the reasons why Robin is a brilliant character. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Go on to the. We'll link up the Neo website. I'll do it as soon as uh, the show finishes. Let me put it this way. So get all you Bleach
2: and Naruto fans out there, mm. right? All you, fa- all you fans of Full Metal Alchemist, all of you. Who think you know Shonen manga, Shonen anime, a, a, what makes a good Shonen adventure story. Mm-hmm. If you've never read One Piece, then no, you do not know.
1: Yeah, or at least you can't cast the final word.
2: No, well, you basically are talking out of your posterior if yeah. you think you know what a good Shonen adventure has. Mm.
1: One Piece is the very last word in Shonen Adventure, and yeah. Over Christmas, it's crazy wazzy fun, marathons and One Piece. Yes, there we do go. It. Get the family around Or something Or Gather around society. And uh, let's, l- let's and here, learn
2: Let's learn What pirates Should really be like
1: Hear the epic tale Of Monkey D. Luffy and crew Yes Anyway
2: uh, By the will of D We are at the end of the show
1: <laughs> We have rambled on We've had a really fun time And we hope you have too It's been great talking to you In the chat Yes uh, Listen to this episode And other episodes As soon as they're edited And downloaded From thegeekshow.co.uk Follow us on Twitter At TGS underscore Show. Find us on Facebook We're on Steam as well And my, my enemy list Yeah Uh, We're every week here, 6 till 8 And we do have two more episodes this year Finishing on the Christmas special Which we're looking forward to Because it's going to be so much fun Yes Have an excellent time Look forward to Christmas And we'll see you again Same bat time, same bat place Next week